up everybody welcome to another episode of the sports kingdom show i am your host eric the duke of sports sklar i'm joined by my co-host tyler pacholke what's going on tyler it's good to be back in the stew oh yeah dude it's perfect i'm so excited we're back in a studio no again videos yeah no more no more home uh makeshift yeah. uh studios <laughs> shout out shout out paxton hovind <laughs> our, our, our engineer and architect yeah um for those that couldn't tell we were recording at tyler's apartment for the past three episodes, but we are back in a studio now. Before we start, be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK Show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK Show. Or just type in the word The Sports Kingdom Show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Uh, A lot of good stuff happened over the past week. We had another Tom Brady fourth quarter comeback. Philadelphia was a madhouse after the Eagles demolished the Minnesota Vikings. Fucking Vikings, man. Dude, it happened once. Like, literally, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. It is also the week of the Pro Bowl, and Tyler has some stories he wanted to share yeah. in honor of the Pro Bowl. So we're excited to hear those. Uh, the the NBA is turning into drama you might you might find on cable television. There's a lot happening. Yes. Jason Kidd was fired by the Bucks. Kawhi apparently wants out of San Antonio. Uh, we will also update our NBA power rankings, and we will have the third installment of our series ranking the top ten active players at each position in the NBA. Uh, today we will go over the small forwards. Let's start with the NFL, though, and jump right into it. For the AFC Championship, it was the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Probably the best storyline of the NFL. Yeah, it was a fun ride the whole way yeah, through. Yeah. I, I was down with the Jaguars. I, I, it was fun to watch the Jaguars season. I was down with them the whole season. Um, they were a fun team to watch. I, I remember it was probably like the – it was honestly probably the first episode we did this, and you had them in your power rankings the first episode. Yeah. And I, I literally looked at you like you were crazy. Yeah, no. They're, I mean, they just kept it rolling, too. Yeah. They, I mean, they clicked. The, it worked out for them. Um, and, you know, that's a tough way to end your season, but so many have fallen that way. I mean, I don't think they feel bad about it. Like, Brady got them, you know. There's, yeah. There's worse way to go out. At least you didn't, you know, at least you didn't get punked by somebody in the playoffs that is, you know. They were, up that tw- they were up 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter. No lead is safe. I mean, yeah, so the, the final score was doing the New England Patriots 24, Jacksonville Jaguars 20. Yeah. Um, people, are, people are pissed, though. People are pissed. I'm pissed. I don't, I don't, I don't want to see the Patriots in another Super Bowl. But Number eight. Number eight. I mean, uh, I did pick them to win it all. the greatness of that. Number yeah. Eight. But no, I think I think the biggest thing people are pissed about is the ref, the the you know one penalty allowed. I think on oh yeah, teams. that's complete garbage. And I'm I am huge on the fact that the Patriots are cheaters. They yeah. got caught twice. 
Brady cheater. I Belichick, think, I think, cheater. I think Robert that Kraft, I think cheater. The, I think the whole like Spygate and Deflategate. Um, those two things are different issues than what's at hand as far as the refing goes. Because those two things, I think, are things that if they were being, there's something that I think multiple teams are doing and they just happen to be caught because they're under the biggest microscope. And, you know, so I don't think it's the same. I think they're just the team that happened to be caught. I don't think Tom Brady ever needed anyone to deflate a football for him. But, I just, but, he, I just, but he did it. I just don't, I, I just don't see – yeah, and I, I don't think he's making those decisions, though. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't think he's like, I need the ball to be deflated. I think he's played with the, uh, the same football for the last 20, 25 years. He's been all right. Before that, you know what I, I mean? Know. And, it's a little and, suspect to But me. the refereeing is suspect. It's, it's hard for me to, like, argue against, like, only one penalty being uh, drawn against New England. And there but, were 12 against the Jaguars. But they still – I mean, they had a big lead. You know what I mean? They should have – They should have they they uh, been able to put the game away. They should have been able to put the game away. I mean, New England still played without Gronk in the second half. Um, that would, yeah. which, which which was a devastating hit. I think a lot of people would be injured after that hit. But it's good that – they have this week in between with the Pro Bowl, and yeah. he has no, another, has another two weeks, yeah, yeah, exactly. He has another week to recover. I think that's just crazy. I mean, that goes back to the concussion stuff. I mean, that yeah. is just a devastating blow. But uh, I saw Richard Sherman on on Twitter talk about this hit, and you know, he was defending in the sense that that's the only play you can make. If yeah. you go lower than that, you're a dirty player, and you're taking people's knees out. Exactly. If you happen to go, you know try to just like body him you're gonna get ran over by a guy that size it's so. it's, it's kind of similar it's kind of similar to um the saints cornerback or the safety yeah how he was in a situation where he didn't want to get called for a penalty yeah i mean penalty injury kind of different but no it's it's tough to tackle plus like a lot of like he's the saints guy you know it's probably someone that grew up in the era where they're not letting they're not tackling as much in practice exactly. at, a, at a younger age anymore so you could see that being the product of of what happened in that in that game. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I'm I'm down to see Brady win another one. I want no no other quarterback has five. He's about to get six. <sighs> Lord of the Rings. I, I I did pick the Patriots to win it all, but it it really takes a lot out of me to say. I that. mean, honestly, to throw the ball and come back and win without Gronk is pretty impressive. They they don't have one like you know go-to guy that they have to key up they're gonna play everyone straight up and have the advantage on defense yeah but we will have full super bowl prediction and coverage mm-hmm. next week on the show but it will be an exciting game doesn't seem like that Kraft bilichek brady uh beef was was much to talk about yeah i think everything's all right everything's all right when you're winning uh, yeah, what could be better su- when you're in the super bowl it's, it's all good yeah uh also have to Shout out real quick though to UCLA Bruins on the on the Jaguars. Yeah. Miles Jack had a hell of a game, fumble recovery, and then the fumble recovery strip yeah. that didn't count. The Bellevue kid, that kid is an athlete. And then also Mercedes Lewis for the for the one touchdown. Long Beach. Yep. Uh, now the the Vikings and Eagles. Finally, God, the dogs. We're we're gonna the start. Dogs, we're, we're start. Call, we're gonna start calling the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles the dogs. Philly man, they're great. They're, they're an inspiring story. That, you know, everyone counted them out, including me, when wins went down. But they're they're here. They've been the number one team all year, so they got nothing. 
they got nothing to prove to anybody else but you know about themselves and what they want to accomplish and that's get to the super bowl and they did that so. yeah and i mean I, I said it last week there's no reason the vikings should lose to the eagles backup quarterback but nick Foles just keeps proving us wrong i mean this is the second time this guy's done this to everybody yeah and also real quick got a shout out alshon jeffrey because yeah. that, that Super Bowl guarantee now that the, he had last season after after a game last season with the Bears, even though it's with a different team now. Hey, man, that offense is stacked around Foles. You know, Alshon's looking good. Jay Jai, that was a monster pickup. Look, Eric Blunt's a stud playing against his old team. Yeah, and he's going to – yeah, Blunt's going to be very motivated for the Super Bowl. Philly's going to come to play. Now, we'll just see if they got enough. We'll just see if they got enough to throw in the champs. Exactly. Um, but they're going to come to play. It's no uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about that. But also, got to shout out Patrick Robinson, uh, the DB, who had that 50-yard pick six, cut across, cut back across the entire field. These guys are studs. It it was insane. It was it was an onslaught from start to finish. It's going to be a great it's going to be a great rematch of the 2004 Super Bowl with To and. Donovan McNabb versus Brady, yeah, and the, the original bunch. <laughs> Donovan Donovan McNabb uh, puking. But, Do you remember that? Uh, I just remember To recovering from a broken femur, sleeping in like a hyperbaric chamber, yeah, and coming back it, to play that game. Uh, unbelievable! The greatest injury <laughs> recovery <laughs> ever. Yeah, but. Oh, and uh, from that original, that 2004 Super Bowl, Mike Vrabel, new new head coach for the Tennessee Titans. That's, yeah, that's pretty he's, crazy. He's an awesome coach. Everybody got to, everybody got to see him on Hard Knocks with the Texans. I think people know that he's he's a, he's about it. Yeah, he's he's awesome. So he's still and he's still young enough to you know really relate to the younger players. Yeah, but real quick, what I really want to talk about with the Eagles is the fact that the Eagles' unofficial anthem for the playoffs is. Meek Mill's dreams and nightmares and the videos of them in the meeting in the locker room after the game and then pregame on the field. The whole stadium was nuts. They're awesome, but it's killing me because of how big of a game fan, fan I am. Yeah, free and, Meek. Well, yeah, I guess free Meek. Like, I feel bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, shouldn't, he shouldn't be in jail for what he's in jail for. No. But, I mean, it's That's what game over everybody. Yeah. But like like I said earlier, we will we will have a full Super Bowl prediction yep. next week on the show. So be on the lookout for that. We're now gonna jump straight into the NBA. Got a lot to talk about. It this NBA season is gonna be one for the ages. I think. Yeah. This is gonna go down as one of the most memorable years in the NBA. Um, but let's start it off with the power rankings. Yeah. Well, not. A not a ton has changed. Uh, same ten teams. I think they're ranked a little bit differently. I mean, hasn't hasn't definitely hasn't changed up top. But uh, coming in at number ten, this is the team I think by the next week they're gonna fall out because it was even tough for me to put it in this week. But that's Washington Wizards. Oh, they're out of mine. Yeah, I think that I think that's and and I probably shouldn't even have had them. But five and five in the last ten. Um, they're twenty six and twenty one, fifth in the East. Um, in with Beal playing so good, I just – and this is what they're getting. That's not a good sign. Yeah, no. I think we, we're we coming up on this team, like, not really existing. Th- this might be the as end a, of – As a threat. Yeah, this might be the end of the Wizards' threat in the East. 
But for my number 10, I have a newcomer to my power rankings, uh, the, the Portland Trailblazers. Yes. They're, they're Mama's tw- boys. Yeah, they're 25 and 22. They're 3-0 in, in the last week. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. I have a feeling Damian Lillard's pretty upset he's not an all-star starter, even though he was named a reserve, but we'll get into that later. Yep. Um, I feel like he's about to go on a tear because he likes to prove everybody wrong, and he's always had a chip on his shoulder. Small school guy. Yeah. Yep. He's also He also had a meeting with team owner and also Seahawks team owner, yep. Paul, Paul Allen, Allen. Yep. Uh, to figure out the team's direction because I think he's starting to realize if he really wants to be an all-star starter – they need one. They need one more guy for sure. They're, no, they're, he needs to get out of Portland. Yeah. Well. Yeah. That. That's the start. Definitely. I just. That's. That's probably gonna be tough for Portland to want to trade him. No, but I think he'd leave in free agency. I think he's got. I think he's got a contract here coming up within the next like two years. Well, yeah. Then. Yeah. For sure. I think he walks from Portland when he when he becomes a free agent. Yeah. Um, but they're also they're seventh in the West, yeah. Se- and CJ's as good as they come. Too. Exactly, I mean, that's you know they really are. They have a nice center um, in in Nurkic, and yeah, so they have it. They have a decent team, but they're definitely not a threat to to do any serious damage in the playoffs. I, well, I'm going to make a bold prediction about the playoffs. I don't think they could win a series, but I think they could at least take one of those top teams to at least six or seven games. Yeah, the th- yeah. They're scary, dude. They're scary. People like them with the matchup of the Warriors because their scoring ability, but they just have absolutely nothing against Durant. I mean, the rest of the team. Yeah, I feel like Durant would just bully Nurkic. Durant is just like, yeah, too much. Like they don't have any player that matches up with with Durant, so they're they're definitely. I think they get swept by by Golden State, but that's not really saying much. That's probably how most teams are. Yeah, but we'll see. Who who you got at number nine? I got Miami. 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 Yeah. So do I. Still playing well. Yeah. 27 three, and 20. Three weeks in a row. Yeah. Fourth in the East. Made that jump. Yeah. They're they're down one spot for me from last week. But, I mean, they're 2-2 two and two in the last week. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. Yep. And like you said, they're still fourth in the East. Yeah. They've, they've hopped the Washington Wizards, now basically. Yeah. And uh, home, home games in Miami, that's good for the playoffs. And shout out Wayne Ellington, who's having a nice little career year and uh, playing career-high minutes. Former Laker. Yep, and, and a Tar Heel playing 26 minutes a game and playing all 47 games. He's That's taking seven threes a game, shooting 40%. Hassan Whiteside, when he's on the court, is oh great, probably one of the best top Dragic, top three centers in Dragic the league. Dragic is that chippy guard that you just can't you can't get off your hip, and he's annoying as shit. We'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but some would say Dragic was snubbed from the All Star team this year. He's always the guy that I think people are. He's it's just like, oh man, he should be. In, he probably should be an all star statistically, but it's just the guy. It's more the guys that are in front of him. Exactly. You know, we went over it when we talked about our top point guards in the NBA, and that's kind of why. Yeah. Um, but number eight, I have Cleveland. They're down one spot. They're a complete mess right now. They are. Rumors of a meeting with the entire organization that had players calling each other out. Aaron grievances, their huge loss to the Thunder. Yeah. Kevin, a lot, multiple huge losses. Yeah. Kevin Love leaving the game cause, and going home before the game was even over because he was sick. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They need to make a move ASAP, in my opinion. Yeah, they do. I mean, because it's not – this team's not going to do it. So, you know, they, they can go to the playoffs and win a series, maybe even two. But 
this is not the team that's going to do it, and they know it. They're panicking, and they're all in their heads. And I, I think they got to ship K Love at this point because they just don't. You think they got to ship K Love instead of Tristan Thompson? Well, I just don't think they're going to be able to dump Tristan Thompson's contract <laughs> on anybody. He just gets paid too much for his contribution. You know what's really funny is LeBron orchestrated this entire thing. And all these contracts, like JRs and Tristans, are yeah. screwing them over right now. Yeah, well, because and they're screwing them over because their 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 core is not playing well. Isaiah Isaiah hasn't come back from injury quite yet. Um, That's I mean, going to take time. I, I feel like Isaiah is going to be all right. And then you know, and but but they have they have like their core guys. They're just not winning. If they were winning, it'd be like, all right, cool. We have these great role players like Tristan and JR. But because they're losing now, they're they're bad contracts. Um, but Cleveland's Cleveland. They 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 probably won't make a move at all. Honestly. Well, I think I think what's really holding them back. But they is, could get something for Kevin Love, is why I say that. Yes, they could get something for Kevin Love, but I think what's really holding them back is they don't know what pick that Brooklyn pick is going to be. Right now, it's slated as like the seventh or the eighth pick. Yeah. But. But they I'll, don't need to worry about the draft. I mean, they need to worry about keeping LeBron happy, well, basically, at this if, point. But the problem is, if you don't keep LeBron happy and don't make a move right now... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You lose LeBron. And also, I don't think LeBron thinks he can win a championship with this kind of chemistry and this kind of team um, than the lack of energy that they have. So, I feel like you're right. They do need to... I think they should make a move. You know what I mean, it's not going to get any worse. Yeah. There was... Uh, I'm... I'm K pretty, Love's having a great year too. So he is. Like, he's he's an all star. Well, he he's an all star well, this year. He might as well get something for for what he's worth. Yeah, but also there, Brian Windhorst, I believe, was on the jump and said that uh, the Lakers and Cavs were in talks about a trade, and so I'm thinking maybe Jordan Clarkson could be. Could yeah, be I also Jordan heard Clarkson. maybe they were searching for George Hill as well. Yeah. George Hill, and then the- that's like, oh my God, that's not that ain't gonna fix anything. I exactly. Think. I mean, they're still Cleveland, so it's like they go to the Eastern Conference Finals is like we, worst case scenario, just because LeBron's gonna win playoff series. But well, they need to beat the Warriors, so yeah. it's like I just don't know what they can do to to get that team to where they're in contention to beat the Warriors. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely gonna be interesting to see. Let what, alone Boston or I Toronto, mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. That's and and the, the the clock is ticking because the trade deadline's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, they need to make a move. But anyway, who do you got at number eight? I got OKC. Similar okay. scenario to Cleveland. I, guess. I have OK. I have OKC. I at mean, seven. They, they don't have the turmoil as far as like the in the dramatic sense. It's more on the court. Yeah. Type of stuff, but um, they're still in my top ten. Just. Plainly because of the bit, the OK three, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're still they're six and four in their last ten, so they're just kind of sitting around that mark, you know, twenty twenty six and twenty. I'm waiting for them to break out. Exactly. Um, I feel like they're going to go on a run because I don't think they've. This might be the start of it. They haven't had like their best part of the season yet, you know. Yeah, I mean that's how I feel. Well, I mean, I have the I have the Thunder at seven. They're up three spots for me from last week. Mm-hmm. They just demolished LeBron and the Cavs. Dropped, no, the, I dropped, mean that game looked great. Dropped 148 on them. Yeah, and they had and, that potential. And like and like you said, the OK uh, three, they had 88 points combined that game against LeBron. They shot the ball extremely well. Russ had 20 assists that game. That's why they're a scary team. Is because I mean that three can score 80 points. You know, yeah. if they if they they need the team to be playing well though, everybody has to be playing well for that to happen. Yeah. 
he was Russell Westbrook had 20 assists and he was one rebound shy of a triple double that game. And the team's on a four game win streak. So I think this might be the time where they start to turn it on and yeah. and realize that they yeah. need to show what they really can do to these teams in the West. Yeah, I, th- I think they definitely have a shot at skipping San Antonio and Minnesota. They're still kind of, oh, you know, yeah. it's going to take a serious run because they're like about five games behind those teams, but they can do it. I think that that four, five, six of like the Thunder, yeah. Spurs, and um, Minnesota. Yeah. Is going to be really fun to watch coming coming towards that playoff push at the end of the season. Yep. So who who you got at number seven? I got the Minnesota Timberwolves coming in number go. seven, third in the West. Yeah, they're 31, climbing. Thirty-one and eighteen, um, seven and three in their last ten. Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins, Jimmy Butler—they're all you know. Well, I think uh, Wiggins didn't make the All Star team, but Jimmy Butler and Cat both did. Um, Thibodeau. Still got the stack lineup. Um, they're making the playoffs this year. Finally, just let's just keep them healthy. Yeah, no. Exactly. I want to see this that's, team in the playoffs. The key. It's gonna be fun. And then number six, uh, number six, I got San Antonio. Number Four. six, I have San Antonio as well. And they're in their worst part of their season, right? Yeah, now. they haven't been playing well at all. No, no. So that's kind of saying something to you know to drop to six for San Antonio shows you my respect for their franchise. Yeah, but, I mean, also look at it this way. They have a better record than everyone in the East but Boston and Toronto. Yeah, exactly. And, and they're, they're, they're going to thir- be there. They're 30-18. They're, they're always there. Um, Pops is trying to figure out what he's got on the team. He's developing player. You know, he's developing his rotation. Uh, he's never going to overplay people in the regular season. But the, after the All-Star break is when shit really starts happening. So this is when we'll really start to see what San Antonio is going to look like. Yeah. What Kawhi is going to look like in the rotation. All that. Hopefully he can come back. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, we both have the Spurs at six. Number five, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves. We already kind of spoke on that a little bit. But they're, the, they're in the same spot as last week for me. Just had a big victory on Monday over the Clippers. Uh, the Clippers, they've been flip-flopping with the Nuggets for the eighth seed in the West. But the t- the Timberwolves, they've been playing great. Andrew yeah. Wiggins, he's been tearing it up. Yeah, Wiggins is nice. He had 40 points in the win over the Clippers. Yep. Just had two posterizing dunks on uh, Jakob Pertl from Toronto when they played over yeah. the weekend. And they're 7-3 and three in their last 10. Yeah. No, Minnesota's uh, – Wiggins is great. I, I love watching Wiggins play because I, I still haven't seen him play that much. You know what I mean? Like, he's always just been on bad teams. So yeah. It's exciting that they're winning and I, and we can actually watch them play because um, a lot of those players are crazy talented. We've seen Jimmy Butler. We've seen Taj Gibson. But some of these players like Cat and Gorgie Jang and all these guys we've never seen play. Yeah, now they're getting the recognition. Yep. Um, at number five, I had Cleveland. Uh, obviously, they're a mess. And it, there's a lot of turmoil there, but they still have LeBron James. So in a seven-game series, I really think that, like, Boston, Toronto, they have a shot because the chemistry is down. But in seven games, it's still going to be tough for me to go against LeBron and whoever you put out there. Yeah. I, I mean, I just can't put them in the top five right now. I Top five is the lowest I can get. They don't even if have LeBron's, 30 wins yet. If LeBron's, uh, if LeBron's healthy, I just – can't drop them out of can't drop them out of the top five, can't do it. Eh. 
hey, not about hey, that. Hey, no, I get it. People are hating on Cleveland right now, and I, and I understand there's a lot of turmoil in I'm that hating, locker room. I'm hating on Cleveland, and I love it. No, hey, uh, go go ahead. That's fine. LeBron, LeBron does what he wants. Seven, <laughs> seven finals in a row speaks for itself. And the streak hasn't stopped yet, so we'll see, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. I mean, they only lost one game in the playoffs last year. They're not year. looking they like they could even make it. They're not even looking like they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals right now. No, but it's still the regular season. It hasn't even been the All Star break. We're going to see what happens. They could have a different roster heading into the playoffs. But I mean, as long as they got very Le- could ha- possibly happen. Yeah, I mean, as long as they got LeBron, they're going to be they're going to be okay as far as the playoff goes. Yeah. But number four, I have the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, thirty-one, thirty-one and fourteen, down one spot from last week. Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry both named All Stars, averaging one hundred and eleven points a game. That's impressive. Yeah, uh, they're two and two in the last week. They're six and four in their last ten games. Uh, like I just said, Lowry, he's also been playing pretty much just as well as Demar Derozan. Mm-hmm. In the month of January, he's averaging twenty-one points. Six six rebounds, five assists, and he just had forty five and five in a loss to the Grizzlies. Yeah, they lost to the Grizzlies, but Kyle Lowry's getting buckets. Yeah, he's playing, and he's always playing well. I mean, he's always that guy that's kind of knocking on the door to be an elite, elite point guard. Um, he probably feels left out, similar to like a, a Lillard, um, because yeah. he doesn't necessarily always get the recognition he deserves because he can hoop. And Demar's obviously a special player too, so. Toronto right now they need to take advantage of that like they need to take advantage of Cleveland being down and separate themselves like they have been and get that home court home court advantage and hopefully someone else knocks off Boston but right now Boston Toronto could be a great Eastern Conference Finals. It'd be really fun to watch um, because I th- yeah I, but I'll and in that scenario I just ultimately think Brad Stevens I think Toronto has more talent but Brad Stevens is going to outcoach him. Yeah exactly I. And when I say more talent, I mean, obviously, Boston has a better player in Kyrie, but I think, like, top to bottom, you know, Brad Stevens is getting the most out of a lot of players that haven't produ- produced yet. Brad, Brad Stevens is a better coach than Dwayne Casey, hands down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But And then number three is Boston. Yeah, number three down yeah. one from, from last week. Yeah. Boston at 34 and 13. They've lost three in a row. And that's more because of how well Houston's playing is why they're down one. Yeah. I don't really think that they've done anything that's like alarming or anything like that. But now I I have an interesting theory on as to why they've been playing bad and have a three game losing streak, and it's because they went to London. Yeah, jet lag. That that trip. They what? They played the Sixers in London. Yeah, they played the Sixers in London. Yeah. No, I mean long trips like that are weird. I I would. It takes me a day just to get back from fucking Washington. So. <laughs> that's the same time zone, yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, traveling sucks, dude. These guys do it for a living, but it can be tough on people. But yeah, no, I I think it's just a bump in the road. They'll they'll be fine come the playoff push. No, Boston's gonna be Boston's gonna be all good. Um, but yeah, then obviously I'm sure you have number two is Houston as well. 114 yeah. points a game, and you, everyone I think has seen now that stat that. When CP3, Harden, and Capella are in the lineup, they're undefeated, and they're two and zero against Golden State. Yeah, but Capella was talking smack, and KD put him in his place, and KD's a hundred percent right. Oh no, but I'm just but, saying, yeah, no, yes. I I get it, but it's still that's why they're the number two NBA team right now is because the fact that they're undefeated 
with those three players in the lineup and 2-0 and against Golden State, 114 points a game. Uh, Mike D'Antoni got another squad together. Uh, this is definitely the best team he's had since Phoenix. Oh, easily. Like, not even close. So, um, Houston's ready to roll. It's going to be fun. Ho- hopefully they get to play the Clippers in the first round. Clippers need to step their game up so that happens. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a really fun series to watch. But but yeah, I mean, Houston's been playing great. I can't I can't deny the stat that yeah. they're undefeated. No, with I, those get, I get I Clint, get Clint Capella's point and I get uh Durant's point. Obviously Durant's gonna put a player like Capella in his place, but at the same time if I was, you know, Capella I'd be you know you're not going to say the latter. You're not going to say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're playing really good, but we're still not going to be Golden State. You know, <laughs> like, no, you're not going to say that. You got, you got to have, you got to have confidence in yourself and your team, or you're not going to have it. You know, it's just like fighter, fighters' confidence is everything. You have yeah. to, you have to believe that you're going to, you know, because that confidence spews out of you, and when when someone sees that, oh it, yeah, it makes them anxious, and that's when you jump on it. Yeah, and then. We both number one, thirty-seven and ten, Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. eight and two in their last ten. Yeah. Uh, their loss to Houston snapped a fourteen-game road-winning streak. But let's be real, the Warriors, no doubt, best team in the NBA. Yep, they're gonna win it. Yeah, they're gonna, they're definitely gonna win the NBA title this year. Gonna get another title. They're probably gonna get another title next year. Then we we'll see what happens. But they're they're looking strong. It just doesn't even look like anybody's close. It really doesn't. If uh, especially if everybody's healthy, I mean, even with one guy down, they'll probably still win the chip. But Durant and Curry are too much with with people like Clay and Draymond, because Clay and Draymond will be franchise pieces anywhere else oh, for with sure. anybody else. And and they're playing with two of the you know best ten players in the NBA. Yeah, five best players in the and, NBA. And and also the fact that like the Warriors, they're built to sustain an injury to somebody like a clay or a draymond oh dude yeah i mean look how well they play without steph look how well they play without durant exactly matter exactly they won chip without durant they win 73 and 9 without durant (laughs) it's it's just like people forget that dude it's uh, yeah i'm still i'm still it's just like god i can't believe durant plays for the warriors yeah and it's like people people think that like the warriors became like this like crazy super team with Durant but it's like they were doing it without him too yeah and they built that team they, they from the ground that up team. that's why no one can match them because people are trying to buy that but they they have four max players because they drafted these players and developed them and because of the salary cap with bird laws and stuff yeah I mean they that's they, why people are excited about teams like uh um uh, who who has the the really young uh, Milwaukee? You know, mm-hmm. teams with these young cores. Phoenix has like these young cores. Sacramento has a young core. That's like ha- obviously the Lakers. Yeah. That's why you have to have these these young teams, and you have to build through the draft and get these young talented, like Kuzma type players. Like Kuzma yeah. is kind of the equivalent to like a Draymond. That's a piece. That's a get. That's oh a steal. yeah, exactly. You know, that's a gem. But no, I mean the Warriors basically successfully successfully did what the Oklahoma City Thunder couldn't do with KD, Harden, and Russ and Serge. I but to Oklahoma City's defense, which 
I'm only going to give them so much, but I, I was going to say, I, I thought you were going to like that because I was taking a shot at. Yeah, but the it's just different players. These guys, those, those were three perimeter players that need the ball. Whereas like Draymond and clay are the ultimate superstar teammates. Yeah. Clay's a two way superstar that shoots the three better than anything else in his game. Doesn't need the ball. Nope. Like we've proved many, like we've spoke about uh, earlier about him not needing to dribble. And then Draymond is a defensive player, you know, like who, who can, almost averages who, a triple double. Who can stretch the court? So it's just like they're perfect superstar teammates. Where it's like I think if Oklahoma City had you know Clay and Draymond and any one of those three guys, they would have been able to make it. You know, if oh, Harden yeah. played with those two, if Russ played with those two, that team they would make be, they make the game flow easier. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, they're they're not taking the ball away from anybody. They're not change. They wouldn't change. They don't change Steph's game. They don't change KD's game. They know how to impact the game without they don't need the ball. ball in their hands. They don't, they don't need the ball. Literally, if, like, they said, Clay, you don't get to dribble this game, we would barely see a difference in his stats. Oh, for sure. Because he's, <laughs> he's able to create spe- his own shot without the ball. And they, do, and they do what Cleveland doesn't, and that's play together. Exactly. They move the ball and everyone thrives in that system. The stats don't the stats take care of themselves when you're playing that good. But yeah, so as far as the power rankings go, uh I got Golden State, then number two is Houston, three is Boston, four is Toronto, five is Cleveland, six San Antonio, seven Minnesota, eight OKC, nine Miami, and ten Washington DC for the last week. <laughs> we'll see. So my number one is the Warriors, two Houston, three Celtics. Four Raptors, five Timberwolves, six Spurs, seven Thunder, eight Cleveland, nine Miami Heat, ten newcomer Portland Trailblazers. Now, Tyler, I was really surprised to see yesterday on Monday that Jason Kidd was fired by the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. After three and a half seasons, I feel like they are having a better year than most people would have thought. They have a really good young core. Giannis has taken the league by storm. He's an MVP candidate this year. He even tried to save Jason Kidd's job at the last second. But Giannis Kidd told basically told Giannis that like what's done is done. Yeah, it didn't work. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN said on Twitter that recent struggles, frayed relationships in the organization, and general non-alignment, which I'm assuming that part means friction between him and the front office yeah, not not on the same page yeah that th- those were basically the reasons for jason kidd being fired and then Woj also said that he thought that this job would be one of the most sought after in the offseason because of oh a they're like ready Giannis. to pop yeah i think that's the that's the problem is they were you know i think they wanted the front office probably thinks that they should be in the top four now that they're ready to go and, and jason kidd i don't it First of all, I doubt Jason Kidd's the easiest person to work for. Work agreed, with, I mean. Agreed. Because, I mean, the guy asked for – he wanted, like, general management type of power, head coaching. After one that. year yeah. of coaching Brooklyn, it was full of veterans. You know, and then he gets a shot. and he's, Full of players that he played against. And he – and, and the, the their lineup is nice. I mean, they, they got a ton of length. They valued length over everything. They drafted some good players. They have a superstar in Giannis. You know, they just haven't made it work. I, I think this team under a certain – the right coach – it's not just any coach. I think the right coach needs to have this team because of their, like, versatility and length. 
they're kind mm-hmm. of an oddball team. People, you know, like Chris Middleton and Giannis playing together is that's that's a weird mix. That's a crazy yeah. mix. Um, so I think with the right team, this team would be in the top four in the East. But right Jason coach. Kidd's not put or yeah, with the right coach. But Jason Kidd's not doing it, and the, he probably wants more power for something that they think he's not even doing the right job now. So. But Jay Kidd's going to get another shot. Unfortunately, he doesn't have much power as far as, like, wanting control over what players are coming in. Yeah. I think that's gone now. I just I just feel like nobody was really expecting them to start off the way they did this season. Yeah. And it's like for them to teeter off a little bit, it's kind of like re- resorting back to the mean and, like, going back to where they were. But still having a chance because they're in the Eastern Conference – to climb the ladder and get into like maybe the fourth seed. Yeah, they, in the I East. mean, I just from a from a management perspective, my gut's just like, yo, we have a superstar in Giannis, who's arguably the be, you know one of the best players in the NBA. We got the rookie, the reigning rookie of the year. You know, we paid Chris Middleton, we brought in Eric Bledsoe. Um, people, you know, like Thon Maker are are people are really high on yeah i think so it's like why are we, could have a really good career. you know they also brought in monroe which i mean was kind of a throwaway piece but still brought in all these players i think the management thought why are we not winning yet why are we not not just winning but we don't need to be a, a seven eight seed anymore. yeah why aren't we in the upper echelon yeah. but who do, who do you think they should hire i don't know it's 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 because I want to say someone younger just because of the uh, the youth of their team and the style that they play. They're kind of, you know, it's not a traditional, like, I don't think some old school, like, stud George Carl type of guy needs no, to come in and no, coach no, these no. guys. Definitely um, not George Carl. I think it needs to be um, someone young, someone, someone maybe we haven't seen have a shot yet. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, have you heard Have you heard any no, names off no. the top? Yeah. I mean – I don't know obviously, it. I think obviously, I think one of the first names that I think would be speculated about would be David Fisdale. Yeah, I, I also like uh, the guy. A guy I know he wants to be a head coach. We probably wouldn't leave the franchises with is Emi Udoka, Spurs assistant. Oh yeah, I know he wants to be a head coach, and he's a younger guy, so that could be interesting. He's probably pops coach and waiting though, probably. Yeah, it's just when's when's pop gonna go? You know, who I mean, knows? who knows? Yeah, I don't. Do you want to wait another five years? Five years into your assistant job? Yeah, but also speaking of Pop and the Spurs, apparently Kawhi wants out of San Antonio. Yeah, weird. Uh, he he's apparently unhappy that they couldn't attract any big name free agents while he's been there. He's also unhappy with how the team's been handling his recent injuries and the inconsistencies surrounding returning to the games. And then being out of the lineup the next game to rest or next couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really interesting to me since this is the second time this season we've heard something negative come out of the Spurs organization. Even though obviously I think the LaMarcus Aldridge rift has kind of been mended. Because of the injury to Kawhi. Probably, Probably. so. Yeah, I mean playing well always helps. Yeah, but I th- this is very uncharacteristic of the Spurs organization and Greg Popovich mm. to have these sorts of things leaked to the media. But it's interesting that Kawhi, it's, it's reported that Kawhi is unhappy they couldn't get a big-name free agent. And I would argue LaMarcus Aldridge is a big-name free agent. Pau Gasol. Uh, Pau Gasol, yes. Rudy Gay. Pau Gasol, yes, but he's on – he's towards – Like Rudy Gay on the downside. He's closer to – 
to yeah. his the end of his career than LaMarcus Aldridge it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But and the Spurs, the Spurs got LaMarcus Aldridge over the Lakers the same summer yeah. everybody thought he was going to go to the Lakers. Yeah, I, I think it has more to do with, with we don't know how they treated his injury. So maybe there was like a real frustration with how they like managed his injury. Maybe he felt like they didn't do it the way he wanted to do He's it. He's only played nine games this season. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, is like I think it's got to be – Pop's coaching style is you have to be very patient because Pop works on rotation throughout the year. He works with backups, plays 12 guys. He does all the – he sits talent, you know what I mean? That that if Kawhi feels like he's like, yo, I'm one of the best players in the NBA, I need to be playing 36, 38 minutes a game and, uh, you know, playing every single game. That's not what Pop does, you know what yeah. I mean? Because Pop only plays for the playoffs. He he does enough coaching in the regular season to where they're always in the position to be in the playoffs. Yeah, but he's working on rotation. He's sitting veterans. He's playing. You know, that's how that's how San Antonio works. And they also draft talent. I mean, they've drafted incredibly well. I mean, Dejounte Murray is now starting point guard, and Tony Parker's going to the bench. Yeah, and that's because of things because he plays everybody. He's developing talent. He's playing young guys. He's playing bench guys. That's why they always have, like, three point guards. They also have Patty Mills, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, and Patty Mills is a they great can, shooter. They can play five posts every game. So, um, it, it's it's a weird – it's just weird because normally when you're winning, it's all good, but obviously they're not handling the injury. I think that's got to be the real issue. Yeah. Like and I, and why I, would you want to get out of San Antonio? Where, I mean, where are you going to go that's going to give from you Los a Angeles. Yeah. No, I mean, well, not Los Angeles. He's from Riverside, but – Hey, if, Southern California. Hey, whatever, whatever it takes, that'd be dope. I mean, <laughs> but, but I, I also, just, I also know for a fact that Kawhi is a hooper. He wants to play. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's, he, and it's got to be tough for him to play for Pop. Then you know, if yeah, he wants if to he play fe- a bunch of minutes every game, if he feels happen. he's ready to go and he can play, he wants to play. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'll so. be, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that goes. Yeah, or yeah, and uh, you never know. I just. I hope it's nothing big. You know, I hope we're blowing it out of proportion. Yeah. But now I'm going to preface my next statement with LeBron has reached 30,000 points already mm-hmm. from when this has been recorded. But I'm really pissed at LeBron for congratulating himself before he reached his milestone of 30,000 points for his career. He he posted on Instagram earlier Tuesday – when he was still seven points away from reaching 30,000. This is probably the most self-absorbed type of congratulations I've seen from somebody. It's one of the, one of those types of things that's so self-absorbed that makes me not root for him as a player. Again, I also feel like I need to preface this with, I appreciate and respect his greatness as a basketball player and an athlete. I think he's the greatest athlete athlete of all time. Yeah. For sure. But I can't root for him because of something like this. Yeah. This is – it's not really a surprise because this is just what LeBron does. This is the reason why people hate him. But it's like, God forbid he got hurt in the first minute of the, that game. It's unfortunate that stuff like this happens that he does because this is why people won't, like – And LeBron – Watching his game – if if he didn't do shit like this, like watching his game, he's you know the greatest. But because people don't root for him because of shit like this, he does. And I'm not saying that it was like it was a punk move or whatever. He knew he was, he, ne- he needed seven points, but 
this is the reason why people don't like it. It's not re- like him. It's not really surprising to me. I don't know. I just he had a rock concert when he got to Miami. He, oh, don't get know, me started on he that. He had a whole show for his decision. It's just like this guy um, has done stuff like this, but it's unfortunate because it takes away from his game, which his game is one of the. He's the youngest person to ever get to thirty thousand points. Only six other people to do it. Yeah, he's number seven. Yeah, oh, and, and only two, and only two perimeter players. So he's the third perimeter player behind only Kobe and MJ. Yep. Um, so it's just like you know, I don't know. There's you could go all day with LeBron. I just, it just irked me. Yeah, it, I it mean, it, me. It, it's tough because because he's LeBron too. Like, there's some situations where if you called something. You're like, I'm going to call this and then do it. It's dope. You know, like people are like, dang, that's like right. pretty gangster. Like, so like, you know, like if it was a like if it, say if it, say if it was a third, like he was 31 points from 30,000. Right. And he's like, yo, you know, does the whole same thing and then goes and drops 32. Right. People are going to be like, oh, fuck, that is pretty cold. You know what I mean? So on a, a similar a similar story to that, I, I just heard it on the Michael Rappaport podcast. I was listening to an old episode with Karan Butler. He's, he said a story of playing against Kobe. So one time the Wizards were at Staples Center, and they won the game, and they were clowning on the court, and Kobe got pissed. So the next time they played in Washington, from the jump ball, Kobe made his first shot, or it was like two free throws. He was like 49. 48 yeah started counting backwards from 50 and dropped the 50 piece on him yeah you know and some would say that's self-absorbed to try and get 50 in a basketball game yeah it is self-absorbed but but it's because of who kobe was is why people don't give a shit it's because because people respect him for doing something like that because he's a killer like that exactly so lebron is just a different he's a different breed he's always going to be frustrating he's always going to be like He's the he's the social media legend. He's the first he's the first of this gen. You yeah, know? he really um, is. That's uh that's unfortunate that it's taking taking away from like people's like judgment of him with the greats. But at the same time, I can't blame him because he keeps doing stuff like yeah. this. Um, but it's not a surprise at all to me. Yeah, but I know I know all the LeBron lovers that I know are gonna come after me for what for what I just said. But oh well, it there, is what it is. He's the king. some of them already have. He's the king. He's got the tweets. bell right now, so that's all. That's all you can do. Yeah, but anyways, I guess congratulations to LeBron James on <laughs> reaching thirty thousand points for his career. Yeah, it's seventh it's, player in NBA it, history to it, do that. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, he's just a wild story. We'll talk. I'm going to talk about him a little more later. Oh yeah, we got the small forwards coming up in a little bit. Yep. I also feel like I need to congratulate somebody else, someone who's achieved another milestone. That is the one, the only Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes. He was nominated for an Oscar for his uh, short animated film, Dear Basketball, which is an animated adaptation of his retirement letter. And it's like a pencil sketch. Have you, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. incredible. It's dope. It's incredible. It's sick that he got an Oscar nomination. I mean, he lives in L.A., so of course he got the right people to do it. Well, I mean, John Williams did the score for it. <laughs> Shut it down right there. <laughs> it's like, dude, just set it to the Oscars. Uh but I think, I mean, this is just another accolade you can it just, add it, to the long list of Kobe Bryant. It speaks to who he is as a person. He's a dominant per- personality that wants to be the best in every aspect of life. 
Exactly. I think I think it's absolutely incredible that Kobe has found a passion outside of basketball and it, after basketball that he's succeeding at the highest level at by being nominated for an Oscar. Like in terms of Oscars, actors and actresses are forever known and like shown in previews and yeah, like yeah, yeah. reviews as being Oscar nominated. That's a tag on a cover of a movie. Oscar nominated, Oscar winner. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. I mean, that's the highest prestige you can get when filmmaking. But unfortunately, I don't think he's going to win. Hey, well, and you never know though. I I really hate I really hate to bring this up, but I don't think he's going to win because of one word and that's Colorado. Yeah, uh, also, it, I think it more, I think it more, ha- that is definitely, like, in the, in definitely the, something he has in his closet. In, but. in the culture and the, the Me Too and the yeah, 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 Time's absolutely. Up movement stuff, I don't think he's going to win. I think, honestly, I, because the whole, you know, the, uh, the what do you call it, the academy. Yeah, the academy. I think more is going to be him as an athlete than not want it you know that's i think they'll resent him more as an athlete you think the the, nomination... but the women for sure will probably not vote for him for the the rape allegations back in the day do, do you think that they just gave him the nomination as like all right it's kobe bryant and now we don't have to like give him the award i mean the the short is good because it's kobe bryant the story behind it it's just like you go to watch a superhero movie because yeah. it's not because of the the movie you know these characters from years and years and years of writing we know kobe so it's like it's awesome to see that be explained through like his words you know yeah so so that's why it's cool it's cool like if i went made this deer basketball video in the same you know art and john williams score it i doubt it's getting an oscar nom but it (laughs) but because you saw the end result of all of his hard work and and everything he put into the game that's why it was so special but if he wins or not, that's a crazy Oscar nom. Yeah. It's the coolest Oscar nom since Eminem's for the original soundtrack for 8 Mile. 3-6 Mafia. The the Wanted for, for Hustle, uh, and Hustle and Flow. That was a cool one, but not as cool as Eminem. I mean, yeah, Eminem is Eminem. But, yeah. like, the 3-6 Mafia and them performing. Yeah, and they got yeah, and they want it, too, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, no, they did win yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that's dope when, when these uh, people cross over to the other side from music to film or from athletics to film. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. So we will see if Kobe wins. Go Kobe! Yeah, if I if I was voting, I'd vote for him. Yeah. It, so, it, you know, and before we leave on the, on a note, it's like a lot of the academy living in L.A. So you never know. You never know. But so Tuesday, the All Star reserves were announced. Yep. A lot of uh, a lot of big names. On the list and left off the list. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some, there's like two big surprises to me. Not that they're not deserving, but it's just like a surprise. There, there were, there were three surprises for me, but I figured we'd, we'd run, is, run. Is Caleb one of your three? No, I'm talking about people that didn't make it. Oh, that didn't make it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for the people that made it, I feel like um, there was a couple that are. Eh. Eh. There's more deserving. Yes, but that that leads into one of my surprises of who was left off. Mm-hmm. But I figured we'd run down and just basically list who the the captains and then the starters and then the reserves. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Um, for those that don't know, there are team captains this year. It's yes, there are twelve Eastern Conference All Stars and twelve Western Conference All Stars, but the teams will be mixed and matched. 
LeBron James and Stephen Curry, because they were the leading vote getters for the All Star game, they are the team captains, so they get to pick from these pool of twenty two players. Mm-hmm. So the starters that they get to choose from are Giannis. And, and they're going to pick starters first, and then they're going to pick bench. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, I, I assume that's yeah. how it would go, but yeah. they're not televising it, even though I think they should, because that'd be must-see TV. I'm just surprised they're not. They televise the fucking lottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I'd way rather watch this than the fucking lottery. Well, hey, no. The lottery's been pretty exciting for us Laker fans the yeah. past couple years. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know if that's it's a, exciting's a, the word when it comes a, to the NBA lottery. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Stephen Curry versus LeBron versus LeBron, perfect. Yeah, we love it. It's basically the finals. Mm-hmm. So the starters they get to choose from are Giannis, Boogie, Anthony Davis, Demar Derozan, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. Now, also real quick. This is Steph Curry's fifth time as an All-Star, LeBron James' 14th, Giannis' second time, Boogie's fourth, Anthony Davis' fifth, DeMar DeRozan's fourth, Kevin Durant's ninth, Joel Embiid's first, mm-hmm. shout out Joel, yeah. uh, James Harden's sixth, and Kyrie's fifth. How many did LeBron have? 14. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. So... Those are the starters. And then for the reserves, we got LaMarcus Aldridge, who is a six-time All-Star. Bradley Beal. It's his first All-Star appearance, so shout out Bradley Beal. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Career year. Yeah, killing it this year. Jimmy Butler, four-time All-Star. Semi-surprised that he he got in, but I think that's talking to Minnesota's success. Exactly. Draymond Green, three-time All-Star. Yep, easy. Al Horford, five-time All-Star. Big surprise. Don't understand why he's an all-star. We'll That's, get into that. Yeah, Horford, I think, is purely just to give the Celtics recognition for their great team play. I don't think he's an individual all-star by any means. I, yeah, that's probably what it is. But now Damian Lillard, three-time all-star. He's an all-star this year. Thank didn't God. Get, didn't get snubbed. <laughs> no. But, he, he's yeah, he's a killer. I mean, he's just unfortunately behind people like Curry and Westbrook. Yeah, it's I mean, tough. shit, Westbrook's coming off the bench. Yeah. So, Kevin Kevin Love's a five-time All-Star, so he's a, he's a reserve. Kyle Lowry, four-time All-Star. Victor Oladipo, first-time All-Star. Surprised. He's playing really well, but he's surprised, ha- surprised he's in the All-Star game. He's having a career year in Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. He's no, he's, no, no, he, he's absolutely playing really well, and he's a good basketball player. I like I like Oladipo. Yeah. Just surprised to see his name on the uh, – I mean, he's on the bench with Russell Westbrook and John Wall. Yeah. Damian Lillard. Chris Stapps Porzingis, first-time All-Star, the yeah. unicorn, yep. Porzingod. Obviously well-deserved. It's going to be great to have him in L.A. in the All-Star game. People oh, yeah. love him. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, first-time All-Star. There's some really good first-time All-Star players this year. Yeah. Klay uh, Thompson, four-time All-Star. So we got all four Warriors. Again. All-Stars. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, all four of them play on the Olympic team, so. Yeah. John Wall, five-time All-Star. So him and Bradley Beal, first-time yep. All-Star teammates, potentially. Yeah, yeah no, that's that's a good one. They, they, made, they made Toronto got their backcourts in. Yeah, and who knows? They could face off against each other and guard each other. That'd be cool. That'd be really fun to see. That's what – I like this. I no, like yeah, that, that. no it, it could be cool. There, It could be cool depending on how, like, the matchups go. We're going to get some cool matchups. 
Yeah. And then, obviously, last but not least, Russell Westbrook, seven-time All-Star. Yep. Crazy that he's coming off the bench, but Harden and Curry deserve a start. Yeah, no. It it has to be Harden and Curry. It's a fan's game. Yep. So, couple couple of my snubs. So, Andre Drummond. The man is averaging 14 points and 15 rebounds as a center in the NBA. Yep. Al Horford is averaging 13 points and 6 rebounds. That's the e- that's the easy swap I think everyone's going to talk about. What were they thinking? Just I, I think people are but people put into uh the team's success. I mean that's a big part of people's voting, I think. I mean that's why we see that's why the Hawks got four in a couple years ago. It's not like all four of those guys were individually like but they were the number 1 seed in the East that year. And, and and Boston's playing really well, and there are you know they're the best team in the East. So it's like, can we only give one of their guys all star? It, it just sucks because people get left out. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't really see Horford as an all star player this year, but he's playing on the best team, so obviously he's doing something right. Yeah, I mean, I I will say Hor- I would rather have Drummond in there though. Yeah, I mean, it'd he's be a obviously lot more fun. he's obviously having the better year individually. Yeah, but I will say Horford is possibly in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. He's having an incredible year defensively, so I guess... Which would be crazy. Yeah. Um, The other two snubs I have are from the West, but they're Lou Will and Paul George. Um, Especially if they're not doing East versus West, there should be no reason that both Lou Will and Paul George shouldn't be All-Stars. Like yeah, it's tough though. It, I mean, I just who do you leave off of the list? You know, I mean, it's like I, I just don't know if I can take you know Lou Will over Jimmy Butler or or who was the other one you named? Paul George. Yeah. See, so like Paul George for Jimmy Butler, that could be you know talked about. Um, but outside of that, it's yeah, it's tough. Also, unfortunately, there's no Lakers. Or Clippers and LA is hosting the All Star Game, so that's pretty weird. Because normally, if it was in LA, Kobe would Kobe or and yeah, or someone, Shaq, someone. Shaq would have been on the All Star team. Yeah, that is weird. We're, we'll just we'll just get hyped for the rookie soft or the the rookie or young sensation or what the, is it? The Rising Stars. The Rising game. Stars versus <laughs> the the world or whatever now. Oh isn't yeah, it, isn't it? Yeah, Americans versus the world now. Yeah, that is what it is now. But yeah. We'll we'll see how 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 the game goes. If what what if the guys just pick their their what if LeBron just picks all the East players and Curry picked all West players? That'd be really funny. <laughs> they wouldn't do that. But I hope not. It'll be interesting to see. We'll Does see LeBron how. pick Kyrie? I think uh, I don't know. It could go either way. Like I was saying earlier, I was telling him I, it, he may take him just to spite Kyrie because that'd be really you know, funny. You know, Kyrie don't want to be picked by LeBron, and what <laughs> if LeBron picks him, acts all buddy buddy with. Buddy, buddy, Makes with it them, look to the media, like, it's all good. Hey, it's all good, man. No worries here. I'm still LeBron James. You know what I mean? Um, I think that he probably wouldn't like that, but uh, I could also just see him cold shoulder in him. But how long would he not take him? Yeah, you know, like how exactly. many picks? Like, what if, what if he was the last? What if it's like Kyrie? It's either Kyrie or uh, Embiid. You know, <laughs> like is he gonna just take Embiid? Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, LeBron James, I, I did see something where it's he, like he said he is. like Curry. That's kind of a weird combo. 
Yeah, but they wouldn't. Oh well. I I think I think it would be I think LeBron's either going to take Kyrie with his first pick or not take him. And if he takes him, he's just trying to spite him. That'd be. This is why they need to televise this. This is must see TV here. Especially folks. if they're all sitting on a bench getting picked like grade school <laughs> dodgeball. You know what I mean? Like Victor that would Oladipo. Be awesome. Victor Oladipo, like being like that kid that gets picked last and is being super sad about it or something. Who who do you think will get picked last? Horford or Oladipo? If 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 they're picking to win, if they're just picking, you know. LeBron said he's going to pick to win. Watch LeBron pick Boogie Giannis. They could let some veteran slide because they know it won't affect his his psyche or something. Yeah. Like would would LeBron take Draymond? I don't, I don't think know. so. I don't know. I don't think so. You know. Would he take any of the Warriors, you know? Oh, I think LeBron would take KD or Clay. Watch it be LeBron, KD, Boogie, and Giannis all on one team. Yeah, that'd be cool. Get a bunch of length out there. Man, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be. It, it, this, the, the, All-Star, the NBA All-Star Weekend is definitely the best All-Star Weekend in sports. Oh, hands down, it is the best. Yeah, you got All-Star rap concerts in, in between events. You got Celebrity dunk contest. The three-point contest is sick. Celebrity game. And what what I don't get is all this talk about the all-star game being bad and like them trying to score 200 points in a game is bad for the, the NBA. They say it's no. bad because they're not trying to, they're not going like all out to win. They're trying to entertain, but that's what the all-star game's about. Yeah. hundred percent. Again, it's the fans game. That's why starters should be voted. Um, the fans, it's not, it doesn't have any competitive advantage to anybody as far as like, if you win, you, you know, yeah, it's home court. It doesn't matter if you win or lose, so they should make it as fun as possible and do what the fans want. Exactly. Um, it's like, yo, just because you're, like, you know, just be, they're not doing it for us. They're doing it for kids and their young fans. Exactly. They're, like, they're doing it for the 10 and 12-year-olds in the in the crowd. That, just because some 35-year-old dude from New York really wants to eat to win, you know, that, <laughs> that's like not I mean, getting pissed. It's like it's for the kids so he can see Curry and Harden on the same team. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, like it's like fantasy basketball at its best. Yeah, and it should be fun to watch. It should be a bunch of dunks and threes. And, and yeah, and lobs no, from half court. Yeah, we don't want to see people like fouling and like reach calls and, and, but and stuff like that. But if it's a close game towards the end, what like it has been is, in the past. What they should do is just put that shot clock at like seven seconds or something cool like that or do like, you know. That'd be interesting. Just do just just embrace the craziness of the game and and then we might see something like cool as far as like strategy to win because it's a different game. Yeah, th- no, that would put a whole new spin on the All-Star game if they were to tweak the rules or something. Yeah, it'd be but, interesting to see what happens, but I still think they're they're the best. I loved watching All-Star weekend when I was a kid. I still love watching Mitzvah it. Dude, my bar theme was All-Star weekend themed. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick because it's it's a fun weekend. Yeah. You get all the stars out there. They're hyped. They're having fun. They got some time off. It's good stuff. Yeah, and it 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 really shows how close knit the NBA is compared to a lot of other leagues. And this generation of NBA players, how close knit they are. You yeah, know what it's I mean? scary. It's, it, but this year we got some spice coming in. It's been <laughs> it's been petty around the league. Yeah, but also just speaking of this All Star talk, I completely skipped over your pro bowl stories i just realized no it's 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 all good no uh, but let's let's jump into that now before we yeah before I mean, we get to the small comparing, comparing the nba and the uh the pro bowl are, are two different things obviously <laughs> the pro bowl the, sucks the pro bowl is terrible i mean it's just because 
the game, the dynamic of the game is too physical to have just a lighthearted football game. Exactly. It it needs to turn into a flag football game, but nobody would watch that. Yeah. No. It, it's yeah. It's too bad. They they just need to figure something different out. Um, I don't know what that is. I mean, I think they started doing like a skills yeah, challenge yeah, or something. Yeah, but still, that's like, it's still not even like it's the like same, combine you know? drills. Like, like, who wants to watch yeah, that? Yeah, and then it's like you can't do seven, seven on seven, because then it's like how disrespectful to the linemen yeah. when the line of scrimmage is almost everything in football. So. Yeah, and when you see come holidays, you see running backs and quarterbacks gifting their offensive lines for all of their success. Yeah, my big my big question was, are we ever going to see another Sean Taylor performance when he was out there balling wood and and almost killed Brian Mormon, the punter? <laughs> he. But that he didn't hit. give a fuck that whole game. I mean, he was lighting people up. It's crazy to see the highlights. That hit that is game. literally playing in my head right now. Like I know exactly which play you're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I went to the Pro Bowl a couple times way back in '99, 2001. Um, but so that was that was back when it was in Hawaii. Yeah, and the I think the only motivation players had to participate, and that's another thing that's wrong with the Pro Bowl now is that stars don't want to participate, but. Before you got a week vacation in, in Hawaii. And it was after the Super Bowl. It was after the Super Bowl. So it seemed like a little bit more of something like stars would want to do. Yeah, there was more than, incentive because you know. it's like who who doesn't want to spend a week in Hawaii yeah. after grinding for 16, 17 weeks? Yep. No, exactly. It, it was And it was fun at the time as far as the fan goes because – they open up the practice for the public, and, you know, obviously there's not a ton of people in Hawaii. A lot of people fly in just for the weekend. So you would get to go to the, the practices, um, and the players would come up, and you'd meet a bunch of the players. Uh, you'd be walking around the island. You'd see these giants, and, you know, they're obviously, like, uh, NFL players, football players. But, yeah, I mean, one time we were on the beach, and we were just chilling, and we looked over, and it was Tony Gonzalez and his family, and his son was named Nico. So you know oh. he was playing with them. It, it was it was crazy. And then I so we saw Paul Malu in the airport. Legends. Um, but my favorite story from the Pro Bowl um, is a funny one, and it was Corn Robinson made it as a special teamer in 2001. Okay. Um, I know this was in 2001. This was way after 2001. Sorry, I got the years all mixed up. But regardless, it was right after he had left the Seahawks, and he was a special teamer for Minnesota, and he was walking. Um, walking into the locker room past all the fans. Um, and I, I don't even remember if it was me or my brother, but we yelled something about smoking weed affecting, like, his ability to catch. <laughs> uh, and, and because he had gotten in trouble for smoking. And it's just hilarious <laughs> to think back at now, giving someone shit for smoking weed. And uh, <laughs> he looks over to us and flips us off. And, I mean, me and Nico are just, like, little kids. And you guys were, like, kids at the time. Yeah, we were kids. Like, I think I think I might have been, like, a freshman in high school at the oldest. But, uh, oh, wow. So, like, 2004 probably. Um, That's so funny. But, yeah, Corin Robinson just turns over, flips us off, for giving him shit about smoking <laughs> weed. It's at good. the Pro Bowl practice. I remember, too, like, yeah, at the Pro Bowl practice. And he had a visor on, couldn't see his eyes. Oh, and man. We, were just, I, we said something along the lines of if he didn't smoke so much weed, maybe you could, like, see the ball coming or something like that. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah, I mean – the Pro Bowl, I'm not going to watch it. It's, no, it's not. It's it's really not. Um, I think they've even designated it to NFL Network, which you can only get on cable. Plus, it, it's, it, there's a lot of weird rules. Like, you have to play in a 4-3 defense. There's no blitzing. Intentional grounding is legal. You have to have a tight end on the field at all times. There's no kickoffs. You know, they've already changed it so much. It's, that's, it's so, like, that's not football. Yeah, it, it's just too violent of a game to have an all-star game. I mean, 
kids shouldn't even be playing football, let alone there being an all-star game for the best yeah. players in the world. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny that you said kids shouldn't be playing football, but, like, I never played organized football growing up, but, like, I always wanted to. Well, because it's a great game. It's it's a it's the best. Yeah, it's one of the best just, games in the world. I but mean, it's so much fun to watch because of the the physical like nature of the game, and it's it's fast and it's brutal. And it's yeah, like, it's it's a man. It's like a man's sport. Like it's cra- It's a it's a crazy game. It, it's a it's a beautiful game, but it's not safe. Yeah, but to my to my parents' credit, they didn't want me playing football because of the safety issues. Not smart. I mean, it's it's a dying sport, but that's for another day. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's definitely for another day. But now, I guess we'll move now to our third installment of our series of yes. ranking our top ten active. I've been getting more and more into this. Yeah. Throughout no, the week. it's definitely been getting more and more interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna go over the top ten active small forwards in the NBA right now, um, and the lists are pretty pretty interesting. Pretty stacked. As far oh, as like Hall of Fame talent, very stacked. That's the crazy part. More um, than I'd say, more than fifty percent of these players will be in the Hall of Fame one day. I think. I think at least. I. Th- I think odds are it's probably eight of my ten. Potentially, I'd say potentially eight, but right now for sure Cause six. Because some of these guys, yeah. Oh yeah. If like if basketball ended tomorrow, six of these guys would be Hall of Famers probably. Yeah. But, yeah, let's let's so kick let's, it off. Number yeah. ten. Number ten is a weird one for me. It's um, like I said, the the top is full of like Hall of Fame type talent. I'm not certain this guy is a Hall of Fame type talent. Obviously, yeah, he might not even be All Star, but right now he's playing really well. It's Chris Middleton for the Milwaukee Bucks. He's having a hell of a year this having year. Having a great year. Second in the NBA in minutes, only behind Giannis. So playing 37 minutes a game. Started every single game for Milwaukee. Um, now I'm kind of like, is was he a J kid, a product of J kids playing style, or is he the real deal? We'll see. Yeah. Like, we'll see what the new coach entails. But he's averaging 20 points a game, four assists, five rebounds, and a steal. He's six eight. Um, normally he's lanky. Is nor- normally guarding shooting guards, which is a tough matchup for shooting guards. Um, yeah, Chris Middleton, number ten. Yeah. So I mean, I have Chris Middleton actually one spot higher at number nine, but my number ten is a little bit younger so i think there's a little bit bigger of a window of potential mm-hmm. but that's Otto porter jr yep and um, coming out he was very highly touted he was very highly touted coming out started off not as well as some thought yep started slow for for his career he's only averaging 9.9 points per game but this year he's up to 13.5 yeah he's upped his rebounding he's at 6.3 this year compared to 4.7 for his career he's shooting the ball very well this year. He's at 48.3% from the field and 42.6% from the three-point line. And he's part of that core in Washington. Absolutely. That really can be something when they want to. Absolutely. It's just they need to do it on a consistent basis. They're definitely a team where they're, you know, they want, uh, they need, they think Otto Porter is part of the piece that they're moving forward to try and dethrone Cleveland. Yeah. But, and then, like you said, Chris Middleton, I have him at number nine. He's only 26. I think something that really jumps out at me, though, is for for his career, he's a he's at 2.9 assists per game. He's up to 4.3 assists per game because he's just in that offense a lot more consistently. They've been he's playing pl- with him a bunch. Exactly. Yeah. He's he's playing well. He's setting his teammates up and they're scoring the bucket, making him look good. 
he's he's one of those types of players in the NBA that GMs love mm-hmm. these days because he's tall, he's lanky, he can play multiple positions, he can guard multiple positions. Yep. And I think he has a really bright he's future. He's one of those very, very long and lanky mid- Milwaukee Buck players. Yeah. Um, coming in at number nine, I don't have auto Porter in my top ten. And number nine, I got a guy that I think is normally at like the five or the six spot because of injury. I got him at nine is Gordon Hayward. Um, I put him in the top ten because I still haven't seen him come back. We'll we'll see how it goes. But this guy was a killer before his injury. Um, and, you know, Paul George came back. He was a killer. So – and he's already shooting around, which is super, super uh, nuts, crazy to watch. And I, I, I don't want to watch him even go anywhere near like walking fast. Yeah, um, <laughs> not even power walk to I'm get the door. I'm a big Gordon Hayward fan. That dude's a basketball player, six eight, uh, legit three, can can do all. Uh, playing with his college coach and Brad Stevens. So yeah, I got him at nine because the injury. But normally. I think he would be in the five or six range. I, I have him higher. Just I I when I came to the, when I was doing this, I didn't regard injury. Yeah. I just yeah. it's the same thing I would have done with Paul George. I know how talented he is. That's why I say it's probably normally in a five six range. But right now I got him at a nine. Gotta see what happens. Yeah. Uh, number eight, I have twenty two year old Andrew Wiggins. He is crushing it this year. He's thriving that's our architect's favorite player yeah it is our architect's favorite <laughs> player <laughs> um but actually this year even though he's playing well and more productive on the floor his points are down because he's playing with some more talent around him yep coaching has a lot to do with that defensive basketball slowed down yeah but i mean he's pretty much even keel with his career numbers in this year for his career, he's at 20 points a game. This year, he's at 18.2. But now he's got to share the ball with players like Jimmy Butler, Jeff Teague. It's, and it's, a, it's actually pretty impressive that he only dropped two points and added Jimmy Butler. Yeah. One bucket a game difference. Yeah. You know? And his percentages are basically the same. For his career from the field, he's at 44.8. This year, he's at 44 even. And from the three-point line, he's at 32.8 for his career. And... 32.7 yeah, for this year. Yeah, he's still year. not a great jump shooter, and when that, that part of his game comes, he's going to be really, really tough to stop. But, yeah, I got Wiggins a little later. Um, coming in at number eight for me is my guy. And he might not be in everybody's top ten, but I think the world does do. That's Harrison Barnes, the Dallas Mavericks. You um, just put him in because he's a Tar Heel. Maybe. I don't know. I still I, he's still a, he's still a great player, though. And, and one of the few guys on this on this list that's got a ring, um, you know, played in the dance, got got the ring. Um, 18 points a game, seven rebounds. He's a two way player. He's an elite athlete. Um, he's playing 35 minutes a game. He's their franchise player. Um, he's a key piece of Dallas moving forward, which is a franchise that I think will be back because oh, of yeah. Mark Cuban and Harrison Barnes and Dennis Smith and those guys, I think. They are the face of that franchise, so um, he can do it all. I still got him at number eight. I just – I feel like he's like one of those forgotten pieces. Because he's playing the, in Dallas. He's playing yeah. a shitty team. Yeah, so I, I just couldn't put him – But he's getting, paid, he's getting paid top ten money, so. But look at also the climate of the NBA salary cap. Yeah, but he's still in the top ten salary-wise. So, I mean, yeah. compared to the other small forwards, he's getting paid – like these other guys on this list, 
that's what Dallas thinks of him. He's just playing for a terrible team. That's why we're not talking about him. Yeah. But he was, he, I mean, third pick in the draft for Golden State, and he was a crucial part of them becoming who they were. So yeah. I no, got Barnes. No I, I got all back up. I'll back up Barnesy all day. <laughs> He's only twenty five still. Yeah. No, I mean, I th- that's the only discrepancy we have is Otto Porter and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, no, I mean, but, and, and like I said right when I started, I figured a lot of people wouldn't have him, but yeah, I definitely got him up there. Yeah, and then you obviously already w- are. We're on seven. Yeah, we're on seven. So you already so you went over Gordon Hayward already, but I have Gordon Hayward at number seven. Yeah, and easy. I mean, yeah, not yeah. yeah. I mean, I just. I compared his numbers from last year because I wasn't accounting for injury. Yeah. But he he had a career year last year. He had, he was at 21.9 points per game, 5.4 rebounds per game, 3.5 assists per game. He shot the ball uh, 47.1% from the field, 39.8 from the three-point line. Had a career year. Obviously got that played huge. Played for a defensive-minded coach. Yeah, played for a defensive-minded coach in Utah. Yeah, not a lot of possessions. And – Got paid in the offseason. Yep. Now he's playing under Brad Stevens. Worth we'll $100 million. Yeah, exactly. He's out of Utah. Yeah. But, I mean, he's injured, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, I hope he comes back. The best of wishes for that dude. Um, coming in number seven, got a name here. And, I mean, he could easily be higher on this list. Um, but the, him being down is more talking about the people that are in front of him, how well they're playing. But I got mellow. Carmelo Anthony at number seven, um, 33 years young, uh, but he's still doing it. I mean, he's still playing really well. Uh, first time in his career not averaging 20 points a game, but he's playing with PG-13 and Russ. Um, yeah, so points are going to go down. He is, he is um, above his career average in three-point attempts, and he's and he's taking less threes than his average, so he's taking less and, and, and he's making more. more. Yeah. So um, if he <laughs> if he is doing that, that's like best case scenario for the Thunder. Um, you got Carmelo spotting up for three and just taking what's given him. That's dangerous. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, that's the reason I have him at number six. It's not that like you know one on one or Melo matched up with anybody up front. You know, LeBron, Durant, whoever. I still like Melo's shots with anybody in the league. But he's one of the best pure scorers in NBA history. Yeah, probably top five. And, and um. So that's why he's at, at seven. I feel kind of like I'm disrespecting him, but that's not really how I, you know, it's yeah. more I'm trying to pump up the guys in front. Yeah, but I have I have Melo at six. Yeah, okay. So who who do you got at five? At six, I got your – Or six, excuse uh, me. I think at six, I had uh, – I think you had him at eight or nine, but I got Wiggins. Yeah, I have him at eight. Yeah, um, he's – like like you said, he's a, he's an elite athlete. He's another one of those two-way players. Uh, playing for Thibodeau, his numbers are a little down, but that's – not a bad thing because he's now playing with better talent. Carl Anthony Towns is still progressing. He's only missed one game in a four-year career. Yeah, and he's more productive on the floor now, even though his numbers are down. Yeah, absolutely. Playing with playing with a, a better Carl Anthony Towns and a Jimmy Butler and a great coach. Um, the sky's the limit for Wiggins. I mean, oh yeah, he's uh, he's, he's got he's one of the potential. He's one of those guys where I I could definitely see him in the Hall of Fame one yeah, day if yeah, he if yeah. he's he's projected there exactly. If his career trajectory goes the way it's going, he'll be in the Hall of Fame one Especially day. Especially if if Minnesota's team is their team and they're here and they're making you know a, a three four five year playoff run. With yeah, if they squad, make some noise. Then he's really going to be there. I mean that that's and which is what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Um, moving on to the top five. 
this is where all the names are definitely big names. But um, at number five, I got PG-13. So do I. Yeah, return from the injury. but Only play, 27 years old. Yep, playing with OK3, uh, still averaging 20 a game and five rebounds. That's that's pretty well. I, I'll take those numbers. And his three-point uh, three percentage is up a lot, too. Yep, I, um, and I definitely, you know, I don't see him as a bad teammate guy. I don't really know, but I definitely don't think he is the issue in OK City. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah, but so. I will say, though. If he was on the Lakers, he would have been an all-star this year. Yeah, Laker Nation would have come out and voted for him. Yeah, no, he, yeah, that's for sure. LA would definitely have got on him, and he's from this area. But Paul, if you're listening, come to LA. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll plug you every episode. <laughs> Anytime you want to come on the show. PG thirteen. Um, but yeah, so what? Moved into number four. Um, he's only played nine games, but I can't I can't not have him up there. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. Another guy. He's he, there's only there's only four people out of my ten that have a ring, and he's one of them. Yeah, so there's three in my top ten that have a ring. Yeah, but who, who, who'd you leave off? Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes. That's right. But <laughs> so I mean, last year he was in the running for MVP, but obviously it had to go to Russ. I think the last two seasons, the, t- the last two preseasons, he's been an MVP hopeful. Oh yeah. I mean, he, so that kind of talent. Yeah, last season he was at twenty-five and a half points per game, five point eight rebounds a game, three and a half assists, forty-eight point five percent from the field, and thirty-eight percent flat from the three-point line. Literally does it all. He's got one ring. He's a Finals MVP, and he's a two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Yep, and he's a perimeter player. And he, he's a two-way superstar. Yep, he's great. I, he's one of the best. He's one of the best players in the NBA. One of the most talented guys, and I, I really, um, but I, I believe in Pop getting it right yeah in terms of two-way superstars i put him one clay two mm. or excuse me clay no i take that back clay one Kawhi two it's uh it's tough for me There's i take that back the, se- I, the centers you know like people like carl anthony i'm Towns. talking about perimeter i'm talking about perimeter players yeah two-way superstar like, perimeter you know, people players like lebron <laughs> it's tough not to go lebron number one um but yeah clay jimmy Kawhi, all those guys yeah but then now, number three, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So we got the same top five? Is that what you're yeah, talking Yeah, same exact top five. All right. Yeah, I think I think they kind of sort themselves out. Yeah. I mean – I think Kawhi would normally be ahead of Giannis if he was playing this year. Exactly. Be, I would I would put Kawhi over Giannis this year if he was playing because yeah. he has a but ring Giannis in the finals MVP. showing us what he can do. It, Giannis is averaging 28, 10, four and a half assists, a block and a steal. Yeah. And Most minutes in the game, fifty four point six percent from the field. Unreal. His his only downside is his three point shooting, and if he develops a three point shot, it's get over. out of here. It's done. Yeah, absolutely. He's one of the. He's, there's not a lot of guys in the NBA that have the potential to be the best player in the NBA, or the best player in the world, and he's definitely one of them. I don't even think Giannis has the potential to be the best player in the world or the best player in the NBA. I think right. he has the potential Ever. to be the greatest ever yeah we, he no one's seen this kind of game before if he like if he gets some rings it's a new game Oof. oh yeah definitely and who knows how many points he's going to end up with in his career yeah if he if he keeps going at this rate and, this it, is and at these percentages rate. it's an insane rate he, he's uh if he had chris Stapps porzingis's three-point shot yeah Whew. yeah why don't you work out with chris Stapps? that'd be it's gonna be fun to watch them in the in the All Star game. Yeah, no, they are. They're they're two. They're the two faces of the league that are you know the yeah. future. And for those that might say like, what are you saying? Giannis is a small forward. 
he's seven feet tall. But if you know basketball, Giannis is a small forward. Yeah, you know, you basically have to pick where you want to categorize him. You know, it's like, yeah, he could play all over the court. Sometimes when they have their small ball lineup, he's playing power forward. Or center, you know, even. Sometimes if Chris Middleton's in the game, he's playing two. Um, yeah, he he even brings the ball up sometimes. He even brings the ball up. So it's like you, there's not really – I think the best position to categorize him is a small forward in a traditional sense. Exactly. But he doesn't have a position. And that's part of his greatness of the future is this is a guy we've never seen before. Yeah, he's, he's literally – He has the body of Kevin Durant, but not the game of Kevin Durant. No, he has a very different game from Kevin Durant. Hunter, uh, it's it's the exact opposite. KD was a sharpshooter coming out of Texas. I mean, the guy filled it up. Yeah. Um, Giannis was a raw athlete that had to learn his offensive game through spacing and footwork and you know all of his length. Yeah. So now speaking of Kevin Durant, number two, twenty nine years old, second best player in the NBA. Yeah. Plays, plays for the best team in the NBA. Yeah. Arguably one of the best teams ever. One ring, one finals MVP, one regular season MVP. He's shooting 51% from the field and 41% from three. He's averaging 2.1 blocks per game. That has, that has been a fun stat to keep track of. It's crazy that he's kept that up because he's just been on his shit this year. He is the only person in my notes that I wrote down his blocks per game because that's how impressive he's been on the defensive end this year. The first thing it says for Kevin Durant is the best, most unstoppable offensive player in the NBA. He, no one can stop him. No, no one. Not not anybody. Not Giannis. Not LeBron. Not no. KD is LeBron is passing the torch to Kevin Durant. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's LeBron's still playing well. He's only four years older than KD. I know, but KD will be lucky if one day he's the best player in the league. Unfortunately, he ran in the LeBron era. Well, but, uh, exactly, and that's that's kind of like what happened with Kobe was he was only looked at as the best player in the NBA for a short amount of time because of who else was in the league. Yeah, but he had the, the window in his – he still had the window, and he was like, you know, in his late 20s or early 30s. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, if LeBron has – which, you know, I, obviously I'm, I like LeBron, so I, I still think he's got three or four years left in his prime. If that's the case, then KD is 32, 33 years old when LeBron's not the best anymore. I don't know if KD is going to be the best player at that time. Yeah, dude, if you really if you really think about it, the prime of your NBA career is from when you're like 27, 28 to like when you're 32, 33. Yeah. So LeBron is 33, KD is 29. Yeah. But LeBron's a- on the back end of his prime. KD's still in the beginning of his prime. He's not even 30 yet. No, I no, I get it, but I just don't know if that window, you know, if LeBron stretches this another three or four years, then all of a sudden KD's at the back end. Yeah, it's just going to depend on the numbers. It depends on LeBron, for sure. Yeah. KD's and, good enough to be the best player in the NBA. Oh, yeah. That's not that's not what it is. It's just LeBron's, Le, LeBron's LeBron right now. Yeah. Um, and then obviously number one, small forward in the NBA, LeBron James. And I can't believe I'm using rings as an argument for as a pro for LeBron James, but but you it, but to respect you know to you got to give him his respect exactly. too because we exactly. put rings over everything exactly. in our culture. Our culture is exactly. revolved around how many rings you got, and, and he's got more than he's got more than any other small forward in the league. Yeah, he's got three and rings. Mo- most players in the league. I mean, I don't know. Is there anyone that has four? I just off top. I just don't off top, know. Off off the top I mean, of I know, my head. I, I don't know D Wade has three. Um, yeah. And no, D Wade has four. No. He has four. No, 
No, D Wade has three. Three with Miami. Oh he, yeah, that's he didn't right. Win one with Cleveland. That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking they won three in Miami with LeBron and then one with Shaq. Yeah, but yeah. they only won two. No, he won his three Miami ones. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean three rings. Um, his stat lines are always crazy. There's no really need to go over them, but. 27 a game this year, eight rebounds, almost nine assists, yeah. a block of steal. 55.3 from the field. Yeah, it's just he does. He three rings, three finals MVPs, four regular season MVPs. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think there's two sides to it. I mean, there's the one side where he is Cleveland. He is everything. He built the team. He got the, you know, he got the players he wanted. He has the coach that he wanted. He makes almost all these decisions. So it's either, you know, if they're playing well, it's, it's, LeBron's team if they're playing like shit it's LeBron's fault and and he knows that that's why there's so much pressure um and I think that's the one thing about LeBron um that's just so like crazy to me is that I've known about this dude since he was 16 years old literally and they said that he was going to be one of the greatest players ever uh one of the greatest high school players ever um and he's lived up to every single piece of hype his legacy is is unreal, um, and everyone's waiting for a drop off, and it hasn't come yet. I'm, Surprisingly, it yeah, hasn't yes, come yet. Cleveland's struggling, and like I said, it's on him then. But as far as an individual player with your eyeballs, he's and still doing around, everything. He's he needs still the to be best doing. player in the NBA at thirty three years young. Yeah, it's it's crazy to watch, and it's it's really interesting for me as someone who's rooted for LeBron before stopped rooting for him yeah and now just not rooting for him but appreciating taking the ride because and i think that's a lot of people um are like that because he was so likable forever and he wasn't really a threat to anybody yeah you know cleveland wasn't quite there winning championships and then he was so dislikable for his miami days and and he's so up and down with everything because i think of the pressure obviously he's got a lot going on in his head um, with legacy and all that kind of stuff. But that's why a lot of people, I think, are like you, where it's like it's not necessarily I'm a LeBron hater, but I'm not a fan either because yeah, no, you don't I'm really know what not, you're getting from him. I yeah, mean, and I'm definitely not rooting for him. Yeah, and we, like like we don't know what Cleveland's going to do at the All-Star break, and that's all on him, or at the trade deadline, that's all on him probably. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he could go anywhere next year. There's no, there's no surprises anymore with LeBron James. No, there really um, isn't. And I think that's why a lot of people are kind of like, I'm not going to hate him, but I'm not going to, but I'm not going to like. Yeah, him because if he if he leaves Cleveland or if he stays in Cleveland, neither one is going to shock me anymore. Exactly, because he's because he's done both. Yeah. So it's like I didn't think he was going to go to Miami when he left. I didn't think he was going to go to Cleveland when he when he left. So yeah, it's it's I'm not surprised by the guy, but I am in awe of his physical talent. Oh, hundred percent. I. I said it earlier in this episode. He's the greatest pure athlete of all time. In any sport. Hall of Fame tight end tomorrow. Hall of Fame whatever he wanted to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, you think Aaron Judge is dope? Like, Watch, If LeBron was a baseball player, he, he's his size and weight. And his speed. Ooh. Think about him at fucking center field. Like, Dude, he'd be hitting 500-foot bombs so, just like Aaron Judge is. You know, that's beside the point. It, it, you know, but it just speaks to his, his, his legacy, his greatness. Yeah. He's so, number one. Yeah. That next week will be the fourth installment of this series. Power forward's like shooting guard. I think it's going to be kind of – it's going to be tough. Pretty thin. 
pretty thin. Pretty thin pickings. The, the eight, nine, ten guys are probably going to be interesting. Yeah, but it'll be it'll still be a good conversation. It'll be fun. Yeah. So stay stay on the lookout for that next week. But real quick, let's run it back. Who do you got? One through ten. Well, our top fives are the same, right? So LeBron, yeah. KD, Giannis, Kawhi, and then PG thirteen. Yeah. Top five. Top five. And then my six, my six through ten was uh, Wiggins, then Carmelo, Harrison Barnes, Gordon Hayward, and then Chris Middleton. So I have six Melo, seven Gordon Hayward, eight Wiggins, nine Chris Middleton, ten Otto Porter Jr. Yep, pretty good list. Yeah. So you got any quick shout outs before we get out of here? Uh, you know, rest rest in peace, the great Cortez Kennedy from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, you know, he was like, he was a great player for us when when we weren't necessarily a great team. Um, but yeah, it's just always sad when someone passed away, only yep. forty eight years old. So that's young. Yeah, that's rest young. in peace. Yep. Um, and then, I think on behalf of both of us, uh, I'm just gonna say we're both jumping on the Zion Williams, uh, not like train. I'm not gonna say I, I hate him. He's a he's a kid. God, yeah. But going to Duke, it really rubs some people the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, Duke, I, regardless of what I think, because obviously I'm a Tar Heel fan and I, and I hate Duke players for the most part, um, I think a lot of people were like, a lot of people don't like Duke. You know what I mean? A yeah. lot of people are like, what the fuck? And already they had the one in the three recruits, and now they have the best three recruits yeah, in the Yeah, the nation. top three in the same um, class. I just think that I. I he was such a likable person that, like, I still think he's extremely popular, but he definitely just lost a big chunk of support for now. Now yeah. we'll see what happens. If he just keeps doing his thing, then it's not going to be a problem. Yeah. But, yeah, obviously I was like, God, I was really pulling, I was really pulling for Clemson. That uh, obviously been... North Carolina was in his top six, so that would have been dope, but I really never felt like yeah. that was going to happen. Um Clemson, I thought was just gonna be. I thought that was the right play since he's from South Carolina. But going to Duke, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, but Coach K, Coach you K. can't you can't deny his Son greatness. Bitch. Yep, can't deny his greatness. No, I can't. He's he's one of the greatest coaches in sports history. Hundred percent. But anyway, that wraps it up for this week on the TSK Show. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TSK Show. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter. Be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. Like us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash TSK show. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash TSK show. Or just type in the keyword, the Sports Kingdom show on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We'll be back next week with another episode for you guys. Peace. Later.